Hello, good morning. Andre here. Welcome to another episode of the Daily. This episode finds you on the 30th of July. It is episode 94. I pray over you this morning as you begin your day for the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ to be upon you. And I mean it with my whole heart that God's grace, His empowerment will be upon you and His peace, His shalom, this deep abiding sense of His presence would rest first of all in your heart, you would feel His nearness, but it will also be upon your head, your mind, that your thoughts today will be guarded, would be garrisoned in peace, that you will, to the best of your ability, shut out any and every thought that is contradictory to peace. May God grant you peace today. The anxiety, worry and fear will not have its hold on you, will not even come close to touching you. And so I pray this over you today. Grace and peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's begin the podcast. Well, I don't know how you've been feeling lately, but I would like to start off this podcast with a confession. I have been feeling exhausted. I've been feeling really, really, really tired for a multitude of reasons. I think first of all, uh, this season has gone on longer than I thought it would. Previously, when we started recording these episodes of the daily, we had figured that we'll do so for a maximum of like one to two months. We'll get maybe, you know, 30 to 60 episodes in and then we'll be back together worshipping in a hall. We started off online gatherings thinking that we're doing, we're going to do maybe 10 online gatherings maximum. And now we are about to film, I don't know, maybe week 19 or week 20 of the online gathering. Many of you have told us that you feel fatigued by the whole online gathering experience. Some of you really, really desperately want to reconnect, to reconvene physically, but we have all these limitations and it doesn't look like things are going to let up anytime soon. And so many of you, like me, feeling exhausted because of how prolonged this uncomfortable, not ideal situation has been. And I've also been feeling exhausted um, as a pastor. I, uh, let me be honest. I think, you know, as a pastor, um, it is in many ways a really fulfilling job, but the expectations sometimes or the roles that you are to play or skill sets you are uh, almost assumed to have acquired or uh, apt in. Uh, some of these expectations uh, can be really exhausting, right? And I think, you know, for those of you who are pastors or who have been in ministry would know that someone in a pastoral role is expected to be, you know, solid teacher of the Bible, but also theologian, uh, trained in all sorts of disciplines, able to answer all questions, spanning the entire spectrum of what is termed and deemed as apologetics. At the same time, you're also expected to be kind of a counsellor, therapist, able to give live advice to different issues. And you're also expected to be like a community organiser, fun person that is able to pull the community together and in some ways you're also expected to be a friend someone who is accessible someone who is near and close and not too far off and you know i think uh let me be honest to say that no single person is able to do 
all these things uh, too excellent. Uh, if you found a pastor like that, let me know. I would love to follow that pastor as well. But I would say with all of that, you know, atypical kind of expectations of pastors coupled with the pressure of making decisions in this time. And it's such a tricky time to make decisions where our cultural climate is increasingly becoming more and more polarized. It is uh, challenging to say the least and at times can get really, really tiring. Now, I don't want to make much of my personal struggles because truth be told, I know for a fact that many of you are struggling with the same kind of exhaustion. If you're a pastor listening to this, I know that you are immensely exhausted. If you're a business owner, I know that you are immensely exhausted. If you're a parent coping with this time, both on a financial level, but also managing your kids, your family, I know it is immensely exhausting. If you're a fresh graduate going in and graduating into this kind of job market, I know it is immensely exhausting. And today, we feel this exhaustion all around us. We feel it particularly in our minds where we are prone to self-critical kind of thinking. We are prone to worry, fear, and anxiety. We are mentally exhausted and spiritually spent in many ways. Now, it's especially in a time like this that we are to stand with one another as brothers, as sisters in Christ, to lift each other up above what we all have felt as exhaustion. Now we do so not by shaming each other or pointing out where we're lacking or where we're not enough, but we do so through blessing. Now we all know, right, these days, the talk of the town is this whole idea of cancel culture. Right, and we've seen it played out. I wouldn't go too full on into it because I myself can't, for the love of me, figure out what's cancer culture. But basically, you know, it's a culture of shame, and shame has been around since the dawn of creation. It has always been there where we're made to feel like we're not enough, constantly not measuring up and trying to compensate in our own ways, only leading ourselves further and further into spiritual oblivion. But as the people of God, we follow the example of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ in the way of blessing. We read of this definitive moment in the life of Jesus in Luke chapter 3. Now Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist, who was the voice of one crying in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord. And in verse 21, this is the account of Jesus' baptism. It says this in God's word. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, this is the father speaking over the son, saying, I'm pleased in you. You are blessed. Now, at this point, Jesus would have been some 30 years old. And this was before Jesus did any ministry on the earth. He hadn't, to the best of my knowledge, done any miracles, cast out any demons. He was just a normal guy, a carpenter's son. 
and yet the father in his act of obedience proclaim over the son you are my beloved in you i am pleased and jesus will go on to do three years of spectacular ministry on the earth and many would say that jesus lived from blessing instead of for blessing that he was blessed by god he was loved and god was delighted in him before he even did a single thing and that blessing in many ways empowered him and propelled him into his life of ministry now in my life i've come to see that blessings and its counterpart curses are not peripheral matters in our lives or merely subjective spiritual concepts they are two of the most powerful realities at work in our world today now blessing and curses are a central theme running all throughout scripture from the opening of genesis to the close of revelation these two realities determine in many ways in scripture the quality and flourishing of a person's life one author summarizes the biblical meaning of blessing this way in the old testament the word blessing is the hebrew word barak This simply means to speak the intention of God and to be happy where you are. In the New Testament, it is the word eulogia from which we get the word eulogy. Eulogia means to speak larger or well off or to speak the intention or favor of God on someone. The New Testament also uses the word makarios translated as bless in the sermon of the mount and Dallas Willard will say this about that word that blessing is the projection of good into the life of another and so to bless someone is to desire God's favor goodness and purpose to be upon another person's life it is the projection of good into the life of another and what a vision right that when we bless each other isn't just a vain saying but we are in many ways in parting and projecting good into the life of another in this time where many of us are experiencing exhaustion where we are tired where we are struggling in many ways we need the strength that comes from another we need the good that comes from blessing we don't need more shame we certainly don't need more curses or at times we don't even need the practical critical feedback those are important and are really needed but especially in a time like this where we are collectively struggling perhaps we ought to up the ante of blessing and encouragement because as humans we are often bent to pick out the negative to pick out the stuff that aren't going right perfect or well and it's especially so in a moment like this where it almost feels like everything is coming apart at the seams it's even more so easy <laughs> to pick out the negative we don't need prophetic discernment for that but in contrast we need to be filled with god's hope peace his vision for our world in order to be conduits of his blessing we think of it jesus came to restore blessing as far as the curse is found it is central to what his life death and resurrection is about 
Paul articulates this in Galatians where he says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Christ took the curse of rebellion and failure to obey God on himself so that we might receive his righteousness and his blessing. And that's why theologians call uh, Jesus' life, his act on the cross, the great exchange. And it's for good reason. Jesus was punished that we might be forgiven. He was wounded that we might be healed. He was made sin with our sinfulness that we might become the righteousness of God. He endured a rejection that we might have acceptance as children of God. And Jesus became a curse so that we might receive blessing. So in hearing all of this, that blessing is in the narrative of scripture. It is uh, what the cross has given us access to, but it's also something that is so desperately needed in our world that is so exhausted, that is filled with shame and criticism. We need blessing more than ever. And so how do we be a people that bless well beyond the occasional God bless you or Hachu, bless you, kind of blessing. How do we actually intentionally bless people in this time? Well, first of all, we can bless each other through our speech. Now, we often underestimate the power of the words we speak into one another. Words create worlds. God said, let there be and there was. And so we can shape hearts, minds, and identities by the things we speak into others. It's said in the scripture that life and death are in the power of the tongue and that those who love it will eat its fruit. The way we talk, the way we speak to one another, whether it be one where we, we throw out cutting comments, sarcastic wit, or outbursts of anger, or whether we choose to lean to words of encouragement, words of joy, words of peace and hope, we can choose life or death in the way we use our tongue. And we can also decide what kind of world we want to create through the things we say. The next and often forgotten way of blessing is to bless through noticing. It is to bless through drawing attention and celebrating an aspect of a person's life. Now remember well, there was a time where I was driving around uh, speakers, guest speakers for a church I was working for in the US and uh, I made the point to do a few things uh, to the car whenever I drove someone. First of all, I would make sure that uh, it was clean of all litter and I would spray some air fresheners. And another thing I'll do, and it's just a small little thing, I'll put down the middle uh, kind of handrest and so uh, it then, you know, drops down so that there's a, pers there's a place for uh, the guests to put uh, their arm but also for a, a place for the guests to put their coffee now it's just a real small little thing really didn't cost me too much time uh, to do so and so I would drive this guest uh, to and fro from the church from the conference venue and also to the airport and uh, I remember when the guest was leaving the guest turned to me and said hey I noticed that you did all these little things like putting down the middle uh, portion just so I can rest my arm and put my coffee I want to tell you that I noticed that. I want to thank you so much for that. I want to appreciate you. Now, in that moment, I felt so blessed by that interaction. I felt so blessed. I felt uh, 
encouraged and appreciated, but also strengthened in many ways. I think that's a great way that we can practice blessing by noticing the little things that people do, by noticing the stuff that people perhaps have done consistently for a long period of time and that we've perhaps grown callous to or you know we don't think too much of to notice these things and thank them for it it could be a life group member that has consistently been faithful in showing up in replying to the chats hey notice that member or it could even be your life group leader who has been faithfully serving your community for the last three four years preparing for the meetings organizing stuff taking care of the back-end admin hey let's not be a people that you know are ungrateful let's notice these little things don't take it for granted and bless because we really really need blessing this time I need blessing, my staff need blessing, your leaders need blessing, you need blessing, we all need to be blessed, we all want to be blessed. And as I sum up this short little podcast on blessing, I'd like to say this to you that you're not blessing someone out of an empty tank. The Father sees you, He notices you, and He is speaking over you right now words of joy, of peace, of hope, of freedom, that you in many ways are pursuing blessing from a place of blessing. God has blessed you richly, such that you may be a conduit of his blessing to the world. And so I want to close off this morning with reading to you from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. This is the word of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. We are blessed today. And so let's close off this podcast with a time where we come to God seeking for His blessing. And perhaps you, like me, identify with being really exhausted today. Perhaps there's a lot on your mind, there's a lot to do, there's a lot that you can't make sense of and figure out. You feel overwhelmed. The invitation of Scripture is that we will come to God with our burdens, with our weights, with our stresses and anxieties, and He will give us a kind of rest that is not just rest for our bodies, but it's rest for our souls. In the scripture, it also promises us that He gives to us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, this is a peace that does not come at the end of a pros and cons list, or it doesn't come where the circumstances kind of fade away and diminish, but it's a peace that surpasses all understanding, especially in a time where many can't come to peace and can't imagine coming to peace. God gives us peace in the midst of it all. And that is what scripture promises us we will receive when we come to God in our weakness. And so I invite you right now to get into a comfortable position. To the best of ability, eliminate all noise around you. 
I'd like you in this time to take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath in. As you do so, feel your chest being filled up with air. And as you hold it for four seconds, I'd like you now to release that air and breathe out through your nostrils. And as you do so, imagine all exhaustion and fear, anxiety leaving your body. And now take another deep breath in. As you do so, picture yourself breathing in God's peace, His grace, His rest that is for your soul. And now once again, breathe out. As you do so, feel the weight on your shoulders loosening up and leaving your body. I invite you right now to just breathe before God and accept His rest and peace for your soul. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Amazing. I hope that time was restful for you. Let me close off this podcast with a prayer. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us so richly. Help us today to bless those around us by noticing, by speaking well often. Give us grace today. Help us. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. We have one more tomorrow from Pastor Janice. And I'll see you this weekend for Sunday service. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.